Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 124th episode of Bouncing Back, a video series meant to give people who have been laid off during COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. This is the 82nd episode as part of my partnership with The Avail List, an unbelievable website that spotlights all the amazing talent in the ad industry who are ready to get back to work. This episode, we have Patrick Miranda, who is most recently an art director slash graphic designer at Pace Communications. And Patrick, really happy to have you on. Well, thanks, Matt. It's, it's great to be on. Um, I think it was Frank Leibowitz said, you're welcome, because like usually <laughs> just thank you. And then it's like it's like this whole loop. But yes, you're welcome. Uh, but I am happy to be on. Yes. yes. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for, for hopping on. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you've been dealing with this last year. Been a, been a little bit crazy. Oh, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been uh, uh, it's it's slowly been opening up because we got um, vaccinated. Um, but this past year, I've just tried to concentrate on on like my health. I I started doing jump ropes again, like doing push-ups because I saw these people doing like a hundred push-ups at a time. So I, I I was able to get to a hundred, but not in one shot. So like, oh, uh, so I can do like a hundred push-ups in like fifteen minutes of jump ropes. Impressive. Yes. If <laughs> yeah, that's it. we're done. Yes, that's that's what every uh, agency is looking for now. Hey, we got a fit uh, art director right here, and um, I've been able to like get a couple of uh, freelance gigs from uh, an old uh, boss of mine from Pace, actually. So that that's been gratifying that you know they they would reach out to me again and and like do work for them that they can that they knew that I was reliable enough to to get work done. And recently, um, I used, you know, LinkedIn, and I just got in touch with a, a new um, copywriter. He's he's young. He's he's a young copywriter, and I said, you know, you don't know me, but I saw your work. I really like it. I believe in you. I want to collaborate on something, and 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 we are now actually collaborating on on something that's we're both passionate about. And I'm I'm gonna put this out there that it's gonna it's gonna come out, and it's gonna be um, it's. It's a social issue that we both care about deeply. And the guy's name, by the way, if, if I can chat out his name, is um, Trey Alston. Um, and he works at, uh, well, I don't know if I should, should name his agency. But anyway, so he's Trey Alston. And he's, he's, uh, he's if, if he's if you're interested, you can look him up on LinkedIn. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. to see that project when it comes out. I think yeah. taking the time off and one, you know, getting some freelance work, you know, yeah. of yourself, self-help, of course. And then also, you know, I love that reaching out kind of cold call, cold LinkedIn message to someone whose work you like. And yeah, you're an art director, designer. Yeah. So finding a writer who you can brainstorm with and create a campaign yeah. or whatever it ends up being is, is great. Yeah. And what's cool is like he thought I was just soliciting my services towards him. Like, so what's your rate? But I said, no, man, I don't I don't want to, you know, just be like a hired hand. I actually want to work with you and, and do stuff like that. And so he was more into it. And so, yeah, like it's, it's great that we're now working together. Yeah, that's awesome. Maybe tell everyone, you know, a little bit about yourself, how you got into advertising. Yeah. Okay. You've worked on agencies you've worked at. Uh, well, I started in advertising a roundabout way. I was actually a bartender in New York for the longest time. I was, uh, before that, I was a, a good Asian kid and I was uh, going into medicine like my mom wanted. Um, but she passed away. And my father uh, immigrated to the US and we were like, I was completely a fish out of water. So like I had to reassess what I was gonna do with my life. I said, well, you know, since they're not gonna be financing my college, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. So it took me a while 
to figure that out. I was, like I said, I was bartending and by luck or coincidence or divine intervention, the bartender that I was working with was an illustrator and she also had a class at SVA. And so I looked into it and I took some illustration classes and I actually got some illustration jobs. But uh, the thing with illustration is after you finish one job, you have to find another job. And I didn't like that because I would still have to work full time as a bartender. So I looked more and I found graphic design and advertising. So I was working full time and going to school full time. And uh, that's how I got into advertising. But I think even though at the time I thought this is great work, right? Like, cause you're like, you don't know any better. Um, I've, I realized I was going up against people who like students who were full-time students and that was all they did. They were professional students, I think is another term for it. So they were professional students versus a guy who like had to work and go to school. So I knew that the work conceptually might not have been as good as if I had just like was able to devote all my time there. So uh, after I got my first job, uh, with this guy who uh, I, I, you know, I, I sent his, my stuff over to him because I saw his work on the graffiti. He was, he was, um, <clears throat> he was like featured in graffiti. He was actually uh, one of those like really old school madman days. He was like a, a junior art director back in the day. Uh, I sent my work there, and then while I was working there, I actually took classes at uh, Ad House, where where uh, uh, I know that you you, you do some uh, yeah. instruction there. Yeah. Uh, and and I just like got a better book and then I shopped it around and that was how I got to go uh, freelance for like places like Toy or and uh, Mullen in Boston. I worked at uh, Amarati back in the day when it was owned by Matthew Amarati and uh, Agent 21, I think it's called, uh, Fort Franklin. Uh, and then when I was at Mullen in Boston, they told me about the opportunity in Boston, uh, in the Mullen here in Winston-Salem and that's where I went to and because you know like it's a much more livable area like yeah, definitely. it's more it's more economically uh feasible for me to live here we bought a house and and like I've just been working in in North Carolina for the most part uh like not in Winston-Salem like Greensboro which is not too far away and then Durham, I worked at a place called The Republic and uh, I freelanced at a place in Raleigh called Baldwin Ann, which was, uh, and here's what's cool about that. It's owned by David Baldwin, whom I didn't know who he was before, but like my my teacher at Ad House, not Ad House, like at, at SVA was talking about his work as a copywriter. He did, They didn't know him either, but they said he did this really cool campaign for Dr. Martin's so I, you know, like being, again, being the good Asian boy that I was, I went to, to the to the SBA library and I looked at through communication arts because they, they, they didn't have like the copy. They right. had the, you know, they had screenshots of, of his work, but you couldn't read the copy. So I went to there and then it, it had the copy. And it's like, oh, I, I get what they were saying when they were talking about uh, tone and, and like how one sentence leads to the other sentence and keeping it surprising, but logical. Like it, so, so, um, I worked for him and I told him about that, but I think he he was like, oh, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's like gushing. Because, you know, he'd owned the agency for a while. It's like, I don't even remember those ads. Yeah, exactly. I worked there. Yeah, I worked there for a little bit. And then I I, uh, I had to, unfortunately, like I was 
he was giving me like, hey, do you want to work for another week? But I had already committed myself to working uh, at pace the, the next week. As So I said, uh, I, I can't because I, I didn't know this, how long this was going to last. So I, I started, I, I already committed to the to this other gig at pace and I've been at pace for like the four years. So I thought that was the right decision, but then, you know, COVID hits and it's like, Oh, that's yeah. Fortunate. <laughs> yeah, COVID COVID yeah. to a lot of people, but I love, yeah. I love the start of a bartender you worked with also happened yeah. to be a teacher. Yeah. It kind of brought you in. That's, that's amazing. And, and the, this is how small the industry is. Not only do I know, like Ad House and get you from Ad House, but Peter Kane, who works at the yeah. know, was my teacher at Ad House. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Peter, Peter's amazing. That's that's fine. Yeah. What you know, so you freelance at a bunch of places, you've yeah. you taken classes, you've been full-time. What what would you say you're looking for in your next role? For my next role, I just am looking for like a bigger playground, right? Because I've done each thing by itself, you know, done social, done, done, you know, like all the traditional advertising and like a little bit of uh, digital design and everything. And I've also uh, helped like younger designers and I've brought them in, but I haven't had a role where I've done all of those things together. So if it was like a bigger role would be like, the, I, and, and just like helping get the concept through from the beginning, through the middle to the end with, with people under me and like, just like, just like that next step is to me just like being the uh the orchestrator the conductor and not just like a, um like the guy playing the piano yeah yeah definitely that and that makes sense and i think there are lots of agencies who are looking to bring in yeah not you know top top management but people who can come and you know maybe help a team or two and you know start yeah. from concepting through production and kind of handle the full yeah, package. Yeah. That's great. What are what are some of your better qualities? Uh, man, I think it's that I can. I, I will say yes no matter what. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing, right? Uh, I know but, it well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like uh, I I I I have neglected my health before because like oh I this you got to do this and this comes before yourself. But you know like that's you got to do it. And, and that's because I always equate activity with money and, and money is like ingrained as like, that's something you need, right? Like, yeah. like when I was bartending, like if you're busy, that means you're getting tips. So like here it's like, oh, you know, you're doing this. So that means you got to hustle for your, for your client. You got to like do the best for it because that's how you get returns, return customers. So, so that's what I, I like doing, but it's also, maybe not the best thing to do but that's that's what you're gonna get is like a guy who might say yes too many times and and that might not be great but then you know maybe that's what you want yeah um well, yeah that's one of my better qualities i guess <laughs> yeah no i agree i mean it's it's always the balance of you want to say yes to everything because you want yeah yeah sometimes you get too busy or it you know ends up hurting you but at the same time yeah want to be able to you know take on all these projects so it's it's tricky it's kind of the never-ending yeah. circle of, of it's a, what you do exactly and but it's like what is and and sometimes i just will say yes before i fully understand the scope right and then you'll understand oh maybe we should and then you have to talk tell them about like something that m might not be 
that you didn't see that was apparent in it until later on. So it, it's, but then you, you, you know, you're, you're spending time to try to figure that out for them because that's really, that's what we're there for. We're solving the, the story for them. Totally. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Recently, it was uh, a PSA for families belong together because I actually, it was kind of like that where it, it was my creative director told me, well, you know, we're, we, we're, we don't have a lot of uh, street cred as a, as a creative agency because it's a, it's mostly a marketing agency. But if you come up with something, I'll, I'll see if we can push it through and get it done. So it's a PSA about, uh, you know, how the immigration policy that Trump had was like tearing families apart. And, and it's, it's a, uh, it's kind of a guerrilla campaign. It's an environmental thing where I used the the medium as 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 a, as a, like an animating thing. As a, so it makes it interactive, makes it but but it's not. It's traditionally static. But like I used like sliding doors to move the people apart. I use like the subscription cards so that you're tearing. So you can actually see what tearing families apart are like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's a favorite project, but before. For then, I also liked because uh, I leaned into my copywriting abilities on this one was for uh, Stainmaster, where I actually had to write copy for social posts during the Super Bowl. It, well, it was supposed to go during the Super Bowl, but you know, as you know, you can't just have it approved then and there. So we had to do like generic posts, yeah. and I made it really generic. Where if you read it, it's like, hey. Um, I think one of them was like very Bert Hamlin, where it's like uh, words of encouragement, color-coded athletes. So it's like, like what the, yeah, okay. And then you have to parse it because it's like super generic. And, and then it tied into, I liked how I it, you can tie it to stain masters where it's like, oh, this person cares more about the stain than the game, something like that. Yeah, so, so that's uh, because like when I was pitching it, everybody was laughing and I, I like like that when you're like oh I, it's funny and I'm not even a copywriter so like I like that immediate response too so I have like really fond feelings for it because of that and then you make it look nice and it's like oh it's even better <laughs> yeah totally I mean right you're an art director graphic designer but I saw on your your website and your LinkedIn that you said you also speak fluent copy so yes you like writing or you know you're able to how often I'm, I'm able to but it's not sometimes I, it's like giving birth to a child through your head. That's what I feel like. And I've worked with fantastic copywriters. So it's like, oh my, and it seems so effortless for them. They're just doing that thing. And it's like, it's like they're speed writing. It's like, oh my God, how can they write that? And they write like a whole brochure in a matter of minutes. Like, oh my God, that's crazy. But I can, you know, like I can throw in a couple of headlines here and there. And sometimes it'll be the one that, that, um, that, they will use like I'll I'll like for for some of those campaigns, uh, I wrote the headline for and and it's like oh it's it's great that and sometimes like I actually threw one out and that's what the the creative director used for the headline but you know the body copy was like the body copy just because oh, it was like long yeah yeah it's great to be able to to do that and contribute in that way as well yeah how do you keep I saw you also mentioned that you keep you make sure to keep the left and right side of your brain happy yeah. Uh, well, you know, like the left side is the, I think that's the more emotional side. And then the right side is uh, the, 
the rational side. So, so the camp, you know, like when you create something, it's got to appeal to both sides of the brain. So, so I, I, I want to make sure that both sides of the brain, when you're creating something, are engaged. So it's like, it's not just like, oh, it's all emotion or like it's very cold and it's like, it's not going to be a hard cell like that. It's going to be like a soft cell with a little, you know, just a little sugar to make the medicine go down better. Yeah. And why do you love walking so much? <laughs> I, I, my wife loves to walk. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart man. Yeah. It's not really me. I'll, I'll, I like jumping rope because it's like, it's, you know, all these montage scenes like in Vision Quest or Rocky. It's like, oh yeah. But like walking is like, oh, isn't that just how you get somewhere slowest? <laughs> yeah. The, the last question really for me is if there's a dream client, agency, brand, yeah. one you want to give a shout out to? Definitely. My dream agency right now is High Dive. High Dive, because of that spot where they did Groundhog Day. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, but it's also people, and I would love to work with people like David Baldwin again, uh, Peter Kane. Because, you know, here's something that he did for Ad House, right? You know, like you give assignments and usually that's it. But he did an assignment because he's from Philadelphia. He, he did an assignment and he went further than just like making it an assignment. He partnered with an agency in Philadelphia to show the work and, and this was like to, for, for, for how to move to Philly. So it's, it, it was like, it was uh, publicized in Philadelphia and New York. So it was like, it garnered attention for the, for, for the class, for moving to Philly, all these other things. So I think like, I, I love that you take this thing that's this big and just making, and just make it bigger. So it's like, I, I like agencies that do that more. So like Baldwin and did a really cool thing with like a, the coupons uh, where it, it was a, a glazing thing for Krispy Kreme, but they, they did it so that it, if you, a, a barcode reader could read it as a coupon, cause like just the glazing was like spaced far apart enough. And, uh, you know, I, I love to stay local and get like places like McKinney and Boone Oakley cool too, but you know, like high dive is really cool. And uh, these other great agencies are like doing great work. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's really it for me. Appreciate you hopping on and, and putting uh, yourself out there. Well, thank you so much, man. I, I, I appreciate your, your take time out of your day for something that uh, just like gives you like, I guess, emotional satisfaction and not really. <laughs> Some type of satisfaction. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I love doing these and meeting all, all these you know amazing people, having interesting conversations. You know, that's what it's about for me. So I'm glad to do my part. And again, you know, happy to help however I can. All right. Well, thank you so much. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Uh, it would be through my email. Uh, it's matricpiranda at gmail.com, which is, you know, like my first and last names, but with the initials switched because there's some other, <laughs> actually like 15 other Patrick Miranda's out there. So I had to switch it. Otherwise I'd be Patrick Miranda of 78, right? Um, so, yeah. so it's, yeah, it's, it's either that or through LinkedIn, you know, Patrick Miranda at LinkedIn somewhere. Um, awesome. those are put all that information when yeah. I post this sometime in the next week. Or yeah. two. That's awesome, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, Thanks. and that's a wrap for the 124th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at malow930 at gmail.com or check out the availlist.com for a large list of people who are ready to get back to work in the industry. And you can check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye.